Welcome to C3 Belconnen. We hope you enjoy our latest Sunday message. Hey guys, starting off a brand new series for the month of August, and I wanted to begin with a question. I wonder what new things that you've maybe learnt about yourself over the course of this year. Maybe it's been in the extra time that you've had. Maybe you've found yourself a little bit more introspective in isolation. Maybe there have been different habits that have started up or things that have dropped out of your world. And maybe you've learnt or discovered a bit more about the way that you handle certain situations. Maybe some attitudes or some habits that have become a part of your world. Uh, It's interesting when we discover that there are things in our world that are there and maybe we're not even sure why. Maybe something you inherited that you've never really thought about. The reality is that we've all got things in our world that are maybe not there by design. They're not necessarily what we might choose if we were thinking about it. And ultimately, we all have things in our world that are not God's best for us. And so we want to talk this month about the idea of taking ground, of not just being reactive, of not just uh, you know accepting or experiencing what happens, but actually being thinking uh, about what we are a part of and what God is leading us into. It's been a theme for us as a church over many, many years, the idea of taking ground for the kingdom of God, taking ground in our community uh, and moving forward step by step. So we want to focus in on that. It's often the sort of thinking and conversations we're having as a church at this time of year. And for the first couple of messages in this series, I want to talk about the idea of strongholds. Now, ultimately, a stronghold is uh, something that sets itself up in our lives that can prevent us from moving forward. Now, there's a few places I want to take us to uh, in the Bible today to understand and unpack this. But let me first set the scene. And remind us that ultimately there is a stronghold in the way of all of humanity, and that is sin. From the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden, right throughout all of human history, the human condition ultimately is our battle against sin. And thankfully for all of us, God sent His Son Jesus as the exclusive solution for this problem. That only by Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross can we be overcomers against sin and death. That in that that victory that Jesus won for us on the cross, this stronghold of sin and, and death that kept us out of God's plan for us has been broken down and dismantled once and for all. And we can walk in that victory if we know a a relationship with Jesus Christ and are walking with Him. That's what He offers us, forgiveness and freedom as we make Him our Lord and Savior. Now, the reality is, though, that uh, we still have a foe, the devil. We have an enemy who is at work trying to keep us out of God's best for our lives. The reality is that, that as we don't see what God has for us, we are kept out of all of that. That, that those who don't know what it is to be in relationship with Jesus Christ, the Bible says that, that they, their problem is, is unbelief. They can't see what it is that God has done for them. And the thing is that in every one of our lives, there are things that we cannot see anymore. There are areas that have held us back. And so my prayer for us over these couple of weeks is that the Holy Spirit work in our lives to reveal to us some things that might be holding us out of God's best, And then we'll talk about some strategies and some ways to push forward through this into all that God has for us. And so in just a moment, uh, I want to take us to a a particular scripture in the New Testament. We're going to look at 
some cool stories out of the Old Testament uh, as well. But I want to just remind us of the challenge of identifying and then dealing with with the sin in our worlds and being set free from its power. You know, the, the, the devil wants to keep you out of God's best for your life. He wants to set up things that you maybe start to accept and take a hold of in your world will actually hold you back from God's best. And you might be able to think of some of these, but hopefully the Holy Spirit's going to reveal some things to you that maybe have gone unnoticed for a period of time. And if I was to define a stronghold, well, there's a definition that I heard years ago that's not my own, but it's so poetic and profound, I wanted to share it with you. And it's this, that a stronghold is a mindset, a mindset impregnated with hopelessness. How cool is that language? A mindset that at its core has a sense of hopelessness about it, that keeps a believer, a follower of Jesus, from knowing and appreciating, understanding, walking in God's best. A, mind, a stronghold is a mindset impregnated with hopelessness. It causes a believer to accept less than God's best in their world. Ultimately, a, a stronghold is a thought that limits us, that holds us back from what God has for us. And in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, uh, from verse 3, it says this, is, We are human, Paul writes to this church, but we don't wage war as humans do. We shouldn't just be trying things in our own strength. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Now, in some ways, what the author is writing about here is objections and opposition to the good news about Jesus Christ, pulling down these strongholds and arguments that set themselves up against people coming to know who Jesus is. But the reality is we're still going to face those issues even as we walk out a life of faith in Christ. So wherever you're at today, whether you are a follower of Jesus or maybe you're early in that journey and discovering more and more about God's plan for your life, the reality is we need to be aware of and active against these things called strongholds. Uh, another version of that says, for though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Isn't that good news? You have weapons that have divine power. It's not just about your strength or ability. It's not just about how hard you can work. You have divine power from God for pulling down these strongholds. So we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I love the way the Passion Translation covers that last thought. It says this, We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the Anointed One. What a cool thought that is. We take captive these thoughts and insist that they bow in obedience to the truth of God revealed in Jesus Christ. See, the reality is that these thoughts can come into our lives from all sorts of places. Sometimes they are planted there. They are seeds sown by the enemy that cause us to doubt, maybe act and live out in fear. Sometimes these, these thoughts are, are based on past experiences. Sometimes like right now, there's a lot of strongholds setting themselves up based around our circumstances. Repeated ways of having to operate, the, the fear and uncertainty that's going on can create strongholds in people's world. Sometimes there are literally just habits that have formed in our lives and we have ceased to realize that we have begun to structure our world around them. There might be ways of thinking, acting and behaving that have become so ingrained. And here's the scary part. They're so ingrained 
that we no longer even see them. Maybe we've convinced ourselves that that's just a reality of our life and we've arranged our worlds around that. Maybe other people can see them, but they've just started to say, oh, that's just how he or she is. Or they're just, they just get sensitive about that. Or they're just an angry sort of person. Or they're just a negative kind of person. I mean, the, the, the reality is we can even have strongholds and these thought processes set up in our mind by experiences maybe you've had in church or around other believers. We can, we can have experiences with people that can then affect the way we see God. And I want to come back to that thought uh, in a couple of moments. And here's a key thought as we talk about this idea of taking ground, and in particular this idea of strongholds, is that these mindsets can set themselves up in our world and they can keep us out of where God wants to take us. Back in the Old Testament, right at the very beginning, God's people found themselves stuck in slavery in Egypt. God provided them with a great deliverer by the name of Moses, who uh, we learn is, is in a lot of ways a prefigure, a type or a shadow is the theological terminology of Jesus who was to come. He was a great deliverer who led God's people out of slavery. That's what ultimately what Jesus does. He leads us out of slavery to sin and death. But here's the thing. We've got to be able to see how enslaved we were. Way back at Easter time, we talked about the fact that, that the more we realize we need God's freedom, the more we realize we are enslaved, the more free that we can become. If we only think that God has made a small difference in our lives, then we'll never fully walk in the ultimate freedom that He has won for us. And so that's a powerful thought. What has God brought us out of? What does He need to bring us out of so that He can get us into the place that He has set apart for us? You see, the issue God's people had in Exodus, and if you want to do the background reading, you can look in Exodus chapter 16 and the chapters around that, is literally God had just brought them out in miraculous power. He had just brought them through the Red Sea by parting its waters in, a, in an act of miraculous proportion. He had brought them through safely on dry ground. He had then obliterated the armies that were pursuing them. And literally, a short time later, God's people are saying, you know what? It was better back in slavery because at least our bellies were full. They were out in the desert complaining about what their next meal might be. And they, thought, they said to Moses, have you, and by saying you, they ultimately meant God, have you brought us out here only to have us dying in this way? At least back in slavery, we had our fill to eat. Isn't that crazy? We, we read that and think, How, what foolish people, but hey, that's you and I. In so many ways, we can get stuck with a mindset. God's people were stuck with a slave mindset and God had to get that out of them. It was a stronghold. It had to be recognized and dealt with before he could get them into the promised land. That's why we have what is often called the wilderness wanderings as God's people carried around this journey before a whole generation died out that, that lacked the faith to get them into what God had for them. And hey, let's not be like that. Let's not be those people who, who see a whole season of life play out or a whole generation pass away before we are able to break out of a way of thinking that is limiting God's work in our lives. And so we've got to understand often, like Romans 12 says, that we need a change of our mind. 
We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can see the way God sees, so we can think the way God thinks, so that we can overcome offense and push past disappointment and hurt and allow God to renew our minds, not get stuck in the groove like a, a one of those old vinyl records can where the pin just keeps going round and around. We get, let's not get stuck in old ways of thinking. Let's allow God to take us where He wants to go. What strongholds do is they get in the way of God thoughts. Often a stronghold is, is a thought that starts with human origin or uh, that the enemy can build uh, around that then stops the God thoughts from getting in. You know what, they, they act like a spam filter, but in the other way around. You, you start to build up a filter that actually uh, kind of inoculates you against the good things of God. Something positive happens and you say, well, it can't last. Something frustrating happens and you say, well, that's, that's par for the course. That always happens to me. Somebody pays you a compliment and you can't even accept it because you question their motives or you think, no, that's not true. What's, the, you know, what's really going on behind the surface? These strongholds set themselves up in our minds. Sometimes that's because of words spoken in our past that have stopped you being able to believe that God has a good plan for your life. Maybe you got stuck around a certain way of thinking, acting, behaving, because of some disappointments, some hurts. And rather than move on from that, here's the strange thing about us as humans. Sometimes we will camp out in places of disappointment. We will camp out in places of misery or hurt because we become, become familiar with them. And in a strange paradox, we cannot move on from those things because although they are painful, they are familiar. And God has so much more for you. These strongholds can stop us from receiving what God has for us. Ultimately, what happens is they begin to affect the way we see God and the way we see ourselves. We begin to reshape our identity. We start to lose sight of what God has for us, of His words for us. That's why we, we need the, the power and the strength of His word. This is how our minds are renewed. If we, we start to find these thought patterns in our world, the best thing we can do is go to the word of God and begin to replace those mindsets we might have been walking through a, a, a life with a mindset that says, I'm downtrodden. I'm always going to struggle. I'm never quite going to make it. I'm never going to get on top. I'm always going to battle to make ends meet or to be accepted or loved. Whereas God's word says you are valued. It says you are his beloved child. It says he has called you in. You are no longer outsiders. It says that, that you are favored. You are blessed. That he, he has thoughts about you that outnumber the grains of sand on the ocean shore. These are God's realities for you, but a stronghold will cause you to miss those thoughts. It'll cause you to shy away from those things, maybe not even to seek them out or for them to sort of bounce off like high walls that set themselves up around you. That's why Paul, as he writes to the church in Corinth, he says to them, we've got to dismantle these strongholds. We've got to know that we have weapons that have divine power. That is, that is repeating the word of God. Maybe you've come up with a situation and fear and anxiety begins to rise up inside of you because of past experience, but you can say, no, that's not the way it is. I am healed or I am blessed or I am favored or Jesus is for me. If he is for me, then who can be against me? No weapon formed against me will prosper. We need to get in the practice of reminding ourselves about these things, the truths of God's word over and over and over again. The sad thing is it's entirely possible for us to build our, our world around a stronghold and not even realize that it is there. So let's just take a moment to have a look out for some of the telltale signs of a stronghold 
and, and the way that we can identify them. The first thing is that what a stronghold will do is it will cause you to lose confidence. It will begin to give you a negative attitude. It will cause you to retreat instead of to step forward. Like we've been saying, we want to take ground, not just be reactive and responding to what comes at us. A stronghold will cause you to lose confidence. It will change the, your language and change your thought patterns until you're actually talking yourselves out of things instead of talking yourself into things. Instead of being able to hear God's promises and what is possible in Him, you'll begin to talk yourself out of things even before you have begun. Another thing that strongholds do is they begin to paralyze you from making decisions. You're acting out of that filter of the past. You begin to think, well, no, I won't take that step. I can't make that decision because it could fail. What happens if this doesn't work out? What happens if I fall back into old patterns and ways of behaving? The, the, the terrible thing is that a stronghold can begin to reinforce negative behavior in our world. And so it begins to compound and take us further and further away from God's best for our lives. And one of the, the other things that a stronghold will do in your, in your world is it'll cause you to be critical of others. It'll start to create in you a sense of needing to justify behavior or bring comparison into your world and cause you to start to create distance between yourself and others. It causes you to start comparing and being critical of others. When you see something that, that is positive and you, you, that triggers maybe pain or hurt or upset in you, You'll begin to be critical about something instead of being able to celebrate with people. It actually becomes a self-limiting factor in your world. It starts to affect your relationships. It starts to, people begin to treat, maybe they stop even telling you certain things because they're worried about how you'll take it. And, and all of a sudden, people have constructed a reality around certain things in your world, just like you have. These are the things that the enemy uses to create distance between us. How incredible would it be if we're all active in our own world, partnering with the Holy Spirit in uncovering these things, in understanding them. And then as we'll get to next Sunday uh, and next week in our messages, even more fully to beginning to dismantle these strongholds. And so I want to talk to you a whole lot more about that in the coming week, about how to dismantle and pull down uh, these strongholds. But today, I feel like the real focus is on helping us understand how to identify these things. I want to just give you a quick insight from First uh, Samuel. Uh, chapter 17. Uh, if you know this, I'll, I'll really just kind of skim across the story. It's about David and Goliath. And this is a prime example of how a stronghold becomes set up in our world. And it'll show you some of those keys that we've just touched on. David comes up against Goliath. You might know the story. This young shepherd boy ultimately defeats the champion of the Philistine army that had been opposing the armies of Israel, the armies of God. And they'd been held in fear and David comes in with a fresh God perspective and does the unthinkable and defeats this great champion. It's one of the profound moments on his journey to becoming king and, and a, a, again, a, another sign, another precursor to Christ, one who leads God's people with integrity. And uh, you can read the chapters around, uh, you know, chapter 16, 17 and, and 18 uh, about this journey for David and God's people. But uh, ultimately, I just want to take you to the start of this. And what we see is, is in, the, in chapter 17, the Philistines ready for battle, camped out with uh, Israel on the other mountaintop. And so what we really faced each other on opposite hills with a valley in between them. And what would happen is Goliath, the champion of the Philistine army, a giant would come out. And what he would do is he'd stand on the hilltop with all of his armor and he would shout out across 
the valley to the Israelites. He would defy them. He said, do you need a whole army to settle this? Just send one man out and I will take him on. This is like, this is a stronghold personified. What a stronghold does is it sets itself up as bigger than it really is. It's like building a giant wall around a little object. And so Goliath comes out. What a ridiculous thought. It's just that as if it's like the whole army versus this one guy. It's just crazy thinking. But what it had done, exactly what we said before, it had started to paralyze their thinking. And it caused them to have distorted perspective on what the realities was. And ultimately, it even caused people to start to turn in on each other. And David's brothers were critical of him when he came with a fresh perspective. They were so in fear and this stronghold had so gripped them that they couldn't even see a way out. But David had God's perspective and he could see a way out. And I want to leave the rest of this story for next week when we'll unpack how we demolish and dismantle these strongholds that can get set up in our world. So we'll unpack that further next week. But I just want to take a moment here today. And in, in a second, we're going to go back into a little bit more worship. And give, I want to give you the opportunity to wait on the Holy Spirit. Just ask Him to put His finger on perhaps where there might be a stronghold in your world here today. You see, there are things in our worlds that we have not even, maybe we've lost the ability to see or maybe we've never really recognized that they are there. And so my prayer for you over this coming week is that you will allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, that you'll be bold enough to pray a prayer like this today with me right now. Lord, would you take me on a journey? Lord, would you show me where there might be strongholds in my world around pain, around disappointment or hurt, around habits, attitudes, behaviors. Lord, although they are painful to address, I can be confident enough to go on a journey with you and allow you to help me and minister to me, Holy Spirit. I'm believing as we pray that prayer together, God's going to take you on an incredible journey this week, start to reveal things to you and give you the confidence that together we can begin to tackle these things next Sunday we're going to talk about how to do that and in our groups let's be praying for each other like this let's go on a journey of taking ground together let's not get held back let's take steps forward thanks for listening to our Sunday message if you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au.